1: Welcome back to Live Mike, this Friday episode of this program. Uh, Very excited to be with you today. We have some interesting stories to tell on today's episode, including this one from Provo. And it has been shaping up uh, over the past few days. A fascinating debate. And let me just preface it by saying this. My personal belief uh, when it comes to uh, government is that the government closest to the people Uh, when when appropriate, ought to be making the decisions that most impact uh, those people. And in this situation playing out in Provo, it's interesting because we have the mayor uh, with one position, uh, different from the position held by now the majority members uh, of the city council. And so which of those uh, bodies or entities or individuals, which is the closest? I don't don't know that it's a a clear-cut answer. Uh, There is a good argument to make that uh, maybe the city council members are the closest uh, to the constituents in that they uh, represent districts of the city and the mayor uh, represents the whole city. Uh, I I don't know. But what has shaped up over the past few days uh, has been uh, really a a debate surrounding, as you well know, a mask wearing mandate in the city of Provo. It was voted uh, unanimously by the city council just the other day that a mandate would go in place. Uh, that uh, those in in public places uh, unable to uh, exercise uh, appropriate social distancing would, in fact, need to be wearing uh, a mask. Uh, Immediately uh, after that vote, uh, the the mayor uh, read a statement in which she made it known that uh, it was her intention to veto that uh, That ordinance, uh, the passage of that ordinance she did that she executed that veto, and then and then it was uh, that last night uh, the city council exercising their authority to override a veto. Uh, an authority which comes uh, via two-thirds vote, Uh, they uh, got together. Uh, They, via Zoom, of course, uh, back and forth with some council staff, and they discussed it. And ultimately, after about 40 minutes of deliberations, uh, they cast a vote. And here uh, is how that vote went.
0: A reconsideration of Ordinance 2020-36 that was vetoed by the mayor today, So a vote in favor is a vote in favor of overriding that veto and implementing the ordinance.
1: All right. Thank you. It it just occurred to me that maybe the language wasn't clear. So I will vote yes. Um, Mr. Harding. Yes. Ms. Ellsworth. Yes. Mr. Fillmore. Yes. Mr. Hoban. No. Mr. Sewell. Yes. Mr. Shipley. Yes. All right. So the vote is six in favor, one opposed, uh, with Travis Hoban as the opposed vote. That six to one vote was sufficient to override the veto. As things stand now, there will be a mask wearing mandate uh, in the city of Provo. You heard that there was one uh, city councilman there, Travis Hoban, who voted against the override. And he joins me now. Councilman, sir, how are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, let me say, as I watched the uh, as I watched the deliberations last night, your city council uh, meeting, and I, I saw your uh, your young child there uh, accompanying you. Uh, I, I, I like that. I've got a young child of my own, and uh, I know how these video conference things work these days. And uh, and to embrace the, the kids being around, that's a pretty cool thing. So my hats off to you for for involving the kiddo in the process. Uh, now, speaking of the process. What happened last night? What, what uh, over the past couple of days, at least, what, what led you to uh, to vote alongside your council members uh, in passing the ordinance initially, and then last night casting a vote uh, against the override of the mayor's veto?
0: I must have just gotten confused. I guess I, I thought I was, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so the I think to understand um, why there was a vote yes on Tuesday, and then last night a vote no by me. Um I'd like to share a little bit of my perspective on what the intent of the meeting was, what the purpose of the meetings were. They were two separate meetings, two separate votes so in the in the initial meeting, um, those who watched it uh, I expressed significant concerns with the mandate um, process, uh, how we had come to our conclusions, the information we had, had the information we had gathered um, and and basically not um, having. Support of key stakeholders, um, such as the administration, the chief of police uh, the uh, the chamber of commerce um, and, and and having not really worked with the the county health department and such uh, so so I had some concerns around the process and how we had approached the mandate and such and and also some of the language um, for example, the mandate didn't have any sort of uh, sunset or expiration date, so to speak, so um, in that meeting, uh, it was essentially. Uh, a kind of a, a back and forth of somewhat of a negotiation, <clears throat> and and we got to to an agreement to a point where um, I felt like uh, a dead in the water solo no vote um, did me less good than trying to negotiate some better terms. So so essentially, um, you know, the mandate was going to happen. That was clear, and so it became uh, my choice was to just make the mandate um, better, and so that was the yes vote on. On Tuesday, uh-huh. on Thursday, the intent of the meeting was somewhat different, from my perspective. And I'm only speaking on my, on my own behalf. Well, here, can, can right? we,
1: before we get before we get to Thursday you. night, before we get to last yeah, yeah. night, can I can I ask you? Uh, was it expected yeah. as you went into these these discussions? Were you aware of the of the mayor's attitude? Did you, uh, as the meeting was transpiring, did you expect her to announce her veto intention at the end?
0: Uh, I don't think any of us were surprised, but I, I also don't think any of us knew exactly how that was going to go.
1: I see. I see. O- oftentimes, at least from my perspective, so- some of it some- seems choreographed. Everyone kind of knows everyone's position going in. i uh, just curious uh, how much of that was known ahead of time. But uh, I-, I interrupted. Uh, no, I,
0: I, no, you're fine. I think we knew the mayor's position. I think my, myself, I was going into the meeting hoping that we could possibly come to some sort of uh, agreement, find something that we could all get behind, um, because I do think having the support of the administration, the chief of police, some of these other major stakeholders would make the uh, the mask mandate more effective. And research has shown that um, it's it's not necessary. You know, it doesn't make a mask mandate ineffective, but um, it would help. And so I was hoping we could come to some sort of find a, find a place that we could all come together and, and make something work and but um, it became clear <laughs> that that wasn't the case, and so um, you know we had to just move forward with what we have with, with what we you know what we had and, and and try to find common ground now after the fact. I think
1: is is where we're at. And so now take us to Thursday. What happened last night?
0: So so Thursday, um, you know, it was already decided. The ordinance was off. The mandate was was happening. Um, there was a, a clear support for the mandate, and so the Thursday. Uh, was not really for us to deliberate, um, you know, whether or not this mandate was going to be reaffirmed. That was already decided. Um, the, really, so after the veto had been completed by the mayor, um, what the conversations that we were having as a council were to decide how will we proceed from here? How do we respond to this veto? And there were several different ways that we could respond. We could move forward with the mandate as is and just press just forward. Um, which is ultimately what the majority of the council agreed to do, um, or we could, you know, for example, come to some sort of middle ground with the administration. You know, now now we know she's serious, right? And yeah. and maybe pass some sort of tweaked mandate um, at the next meeting, or we could override the veto, but then suspend the mandate. There's there's a variety of different uh, ways that we could approach this. Um, and so my no vote on Thursday. Um, really was me reaffirming my disagreement in how we were approaching um, the mandate, the the next steps, the next course of action. Um, So it wasn't, you know, we weren't really debating the mandate. It was already in place. It would stand. Um, That was clearly decided. So, you know, really, I was basically, you know, I was saying I disagree with the actions the council has chosen to take next. Um, I want a different course of action. Uh, in response to the mayor's veto, you know, I, I would have really um, liked us to focus on maybe trying to um, find, find a way to, to get these stakeholders on board. So I gotcha. that, it, it, hopefully that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wish we could go on. I have some more questions, but, uh, but time has run out on us. Provo City Councilman Travis Hoban, I'm grateful to you for, uh, for weighing in, sharing with us a little bit of your rationale as you cast uh, some interesting votes uh, as a member of the Pro- Provo City Council over the past few days, uh, where now uh, the mask mandate is in place. Uh, Councilman, thanks again. Thank you, All righty. Uh, a quick break. When we return, we're going to look at uh, the, the will of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, she would like to see there be no presidential debates this year. What does Joe Biden have to say about that? What do Utahns have to say about that? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce.